Hello. Hey, speak to Carlette, please. This is she. This is Joey. Carlette, this is Joey Jagola. How you doing? <laughs> I'm great. How are you? This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Jingola. Let's get into it. When I start working as an insurance agent, I don't want to just hope people drive by and drive into the office and, oh God, I hope five people stop by today. I hope they do. I, I yeah. want to be able to draw them in because uh, my son wants to do insurance. At least I finally found a member, one of my kids who wants to do insurance. And he was saying that, uh, he was the one who gave me the idea that why couldn't we put a link to the website on my Facebook? Why couldn't we have the videos that Joey is kind of making link it to our Facebook? And that way it's people we already know, people that know us, know that we're decent people. You know, we are honest people, people with integrity. And he wants to do like a social media promotion of the insurance agency, whereas I would do the professional promotion, the sure. professional being clinic promotions to people that are at the clinic. Even if I'm bringing in croissants and coffee or, you know, donuts or kolaches or whatever, and saying, hey, did you know this about insurance? And talk to them about that and try to do sales there. Uh, you never know what you're getting into until you're actually in it. And that was my friend, Carlette Williams, who is, if you remember from the previous show she was on, I think it was Who Taught You How to Think Outside the Box? Yeah, I think that that was what she was on, episode uh, 54? Yes, episode 54. And she's a pharmacist who wants to be an insurance agent. I can say I've never met somebody like that before. Although that's a prevalent theme in the show of pharmacists wanting to be something else. We'll get to that in a second. However, you hear Carlette talk about, you know, one first thing right off the bat, she does not want to hope, you know, people drive by, you know, she doesn't want to put her sign out by the road and hope people drive by and stop. Fantastic, right? Yes, definitely. And sadly, I think there's quite a few of us that still operate this way in the industry where, hey, our sign's out front and that's the only thing that's gonna drive them by as if you know, people are still walking down Main Street and thinking, hey, it's a, you know, it's a Thursday afternoon. It's probably a good day to stop in and talk to the insurance guy. Don't think that that reality exists anymore, but if it does in your town, congratulations, I think, I'm not sure. However, where it gets even more interesting is where Carlette talks about, and again, when she mentions uh, creating her own little family agency, I part of me is is jubilated, and the other part of me is terrified, just because, again, family agencies, it's about 50-50 toss-up, right, if it's going to work or not. Anyways, uh, the point is, is that she's talking about her son and his ideas of how he would promote and prospect within the agency. And yes, they can link to whatever videos to do whatever they want on Facebook or anywhere in the social interwebs that they so please and this is where you know again Carlite being a pharmacist and her son i don't know i think she mentions mentioned to me that he's like a, a a manager of a territory of some kind i guess the point is i don't know that there's there's tons of sales experience um you know in the family and and this is where you know again we always have these great ideas as to 
And the, the, we are guilty of this in, 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 in the fact that we think that once we get our license and we're open for business, that everybody is going to know and care and want to do business with us. And when we tell them, they're just going to be lining up outside the door. Now, I'm not saying that Carletta or Son are saying that. I'm saying that's kind of the uh, distorted mental kind of you know, fantasy that we have. And I, I do it all the time. And and we do it even more so with content when, oh, hey, we're going to create a piece of content. And boy, as soon as I hit publish, I'm going to be getting interviewed on ABC News of saying, well, hey there, Steve, uh, this was quite the groundbreaking article, really explaining thoroughly the difference between comprehensive coverage and collision coverage. How did you come up with such inspiration, Steve? Where did you get the drive and the motivation to really dig deep and figure out how to explain this so people could understand? I mean, that is that is not going to happen, right? ABC News will not, mostly never, knock on your agency door to interview you about anything that you have published online. Now, maybe you're one in a million. Maybe it does happen. I don't know. But it's these types of kind of, again, it's like we over, we're, we're uh, overly optimistic of the potential that exists, right? And, and yes, those are all great strategies. It's just I, you want to be realistic as to the potential effect that they're going to have because you and me and everyone listening to this podcast, we're all trying to do the exact same thing, and we know exactly how hard it is. So for somebody that is just getting into the business or thinking about getting into the business, yeah, they're all very realistic possibilities and they're all strategies that you want to develop and deploy, but just be realistic as to the potential outcome and the effectiveness and the, you know how fast it's actually going to take hold. Because as you see here, and, and, and really what we're going to, to kind of get through here is the development of understanding, you know, what type of insurance a new, you know, I guess somebody that is just getting into the business or hasn't even gotten into the business, what type of business do they want to sell to? What kind of business do they want to you know, deliver to people? And who do they want to attract? Because the things, the qualifiers, the reasons that you initially thought were viable, kind of logical reasons that you've talked yourself into, you'll find out might not actually be as great as you'd hoped. Here's the question that I have, because my son, based upon what you're saying, it sounds like Mike's more connected to your line of thinking. He says, Mom, I know that you want to do life and health. I think you want to do life and health because you have been in healthcare for so long. But I like property and casualty. Car insurance is required to drive. Your lien holder makes you get insurance where you can drive your new car off the lot or used car off the lot. He said, and then even after you pay it off, Department of uh, Transportation says you better have at least liability just to drive the car, period, sure. even though it's paid for. He said, so I really want to stick with property and casualty. That's how he wants to do his social media promotion. Just because somebody has to have something doesn't mean they're going to be a great client. And in fact, of, of that pillar, you know, that pillar that you're standing up is saying, hey, I want to sell property casualty because they are really pretty much forced into having it. If that's the if that's what you're kind of going off of, yeah, it's important. And yeah, obviously the market is bigger, but the person that is strictly only buying auto insurance because they have to have it and they don't care about anything else is going to be a pretty terrible client all the way around and probably a mediocre human being at best. And that's the thing that, you know, we sometimes neglect is that, yeah, okay. If they are this, you know, if, the, if this thing is true, then yeah, that means somebody has to have it. But is that somebody going to actually be a good client? 
And when you're, when you default to, they have to have it, you know, the mentality of that person that is only buying because of that is not good. And now the conversation that you kind of got the middle of was, you know, Carlette is as from the pharmacy, from the healthcare industry. So she wants to do life and health insurance. And her son is saying, Hey, you know, yeah, you might've done that in the past. And that's maybe why you're drawn to selling life and health, but I want to do PNC. And I think it has very little to do with, you know, you know, her son wanting to do it because they have to buy it or Carlette wanting to do it because she's got the background. You got to do it because it's, it's interesting to you. You enjoy the conversation that goes along with selling that type of, of policy because you speak the language. Carlette speaks the health and life language. I think, yeah, it'd be a great fit. I mean, you can make anything work for the most part. Yes, assuming the market's there. Yes, assuming the margins are there. Yes, assuming you have enough you know carriers to make it happen, enough companies to make it happen. But you know to force yourself into something to say, I'm going to do this because of this one thing, I think that's a recipe for disaster. Now, if her son gets into it, starts selling PNC, and he's like, yeah, uh, this is really cool. I like doing this. This is really fun. I enjoy you know, talking about people's cars and the process of them possibly just buying a new car, and, and I like that conversation, and I like helping people at that point in time, then that's kind of what you want to focus on. Um, you know, if, if you don't, I don't. I, I, I'm not one of those people. You know, if, if you like, if you've been entrenched in that healthcare industry of being, you know, there to help people during this more sensitive time of need where their health is kind of an issue and a concern, then yeah, life and health is going to be the way to go. I mean, it's whatever you're most comfortable doing, whatever you can speak the language of more openly and freely and really connect with the people on, that's it, right? And and pretending to be something you're not is never going to get you to where you want to go. But again, this is all coming back under the idea that you're never going to really know until you get in there. And, and you're going to have to just take the plunge and, and find out for yourself what you like, what you don't like, because nobody can tell you that but you. Well, look, I, I really like that. One of my dear colleague pharmacists just got his real estate license, mm-hmm. and he just got on with a, uh, a mortgage broker. You know, he's going to be the first one I connect with because he knows that I was, I'm interested in insurance. We were both uh, doing a part-time gig somewhere, and he was saying, man, I love pharmacy. I'm just so tired of standing on my feet. And I said, dude, I haven't stood on my feet for 16 years, you know? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm getting my consulting business off the road, but I'm still doing something on the side, a side hustle. And he said, I'm studying for my real estate license. I said, yeah, I've been starting and stopping on my insurance, but I intend to get it done before the end of the year. And uh, he said, okay, well, let's stay in touch. Uh, but now he's just saying this, and I'm like, Hmm. Yeah, I really will stay in touch. First of all, seriously, let's just, I got to ask the question, what is it with pharmacists wanting to do insurance and real estate, man? I mean, I don't know about you. Let's, can we take a poll of ourselves? Like how many of us would rather do a, I I mean, I wouldn't want to be a pharmacist, I guess, but I mean, let's put it this way. They stand around and they, you know, put pills in a bottle and make a pretty decent living. I mean, now they got a pretty big responsibility of not killing somebody when they mix that cocktail. But I mean, Again, let's put it this way. If, if we were if we we're on a peck, if we're being honest about it, the pecking order, we would be below pharmacists in the the, uh, the professional pecking order, right? I don't know. Just my thoughts. Just curious. I was just curious as to what's what's going on with these pharmacists that they, they're running for the hills. Maybe they don't like the hours. I guess sometimes they have to work more retail hours. Anyways, the point here is, is that uh, the conversation that, you know, what I told Carlette and she was asking my opinion about her son wanting to focus on auto insurance or PNC. And I had mentioned the fact that, well, you know, Carlette, that's going to be great. But, you know, if you're just building a, a straight auto focused business in 2016 out of the gate, I said, you know, there's this thing called the driverless car that's going to come and completely, you know, disrupt the market. Now, some people 
want to poo-poo that from happening sooner than later, I prefer to be in the camp of it happening sooner than later, uh, simply because uh, I believe Tesla is already got their autopilot. I mean, I don't believe, I know Tesla already has their autopilot uh, mode out and they're like pretty much right around the corner from a fully autonomous update that can be rolled out to all of the vehicles that can support it. And, and I know, like I said, Uber's pushing the envelope pretty heavily as, as well. And this is something that is going to happen. There's too much money in it. Uh, there's too much, uh, just really game changing transportation, you know, just lifestyle transportation transformation. That's what I wanted in, in the mix to, to not happen sooner than, than later. And, and and everyone wanted to say, well, smartphones, you know, that's not going to take off very fast. I mean, and think about this. It was just almost 10 years ago to when the iPhone was first rolled out. 10 years. And now almost everybody on the planet has a smartphone. In 10 years. You don't think that if driverless cars start rolling out that that's going to be you know, adopted. I mean, you don't have to drive yourself anymore. I mean, you want to talk about one of the biggest conveniences ever. Anyways, the point is, got off on a little thing there. The point is, is I guess if her son wants to become one of the first guys to really dive in and, and, and be ahead of the curve on the driverless car and who to insure. And, you know, if he wants to take a swing at, at being right of who is actually going to be buying these policies and, and go after that. Sure. That might be interesting. It's a long shot. I mean, it's a, definitely a, a big home run swing. But, you know, I, I got to talking to Classic. You know, listen, if you, if you really want to focus on the PNC side, you know, homeowners insurance is a little more stable. People aren't going to stop living in houses anytime soon that I can see it. Um, and now maybe home ownership might go down a little bit, but there's still a lot of houses that have been built in this country. And again, I'm pretty sure people are going to keep living in them. And guess what? You know, they don't shop the home insurance nearly as often as they shop the auto. And guess what? Nobody else is competing 24 seven, um, you know, for the home insurance business. They usually pick it up as, as kind of a side effect of the auto. And again, going into the home insurance, again, focusing much like we've talked about on a few shows with, I think Matt jungle and uh, Michelle, um, Mosier about, you know, referral partners, right? Mortgage brokers. And my, the king of the king of the kings of that process is my good buddy, Carlos Vargas. And, and the idea that, Hey, get partnered up with these guys. And Carlette again, was mentioning, Hey, I'm, I know a pharmacy guy who wants, or who is going to be a real estate guy. And, and so that's when she got interested in that. And, and, it, and it's just, it's this interesting evolution of, you, know, you hear somebody talk about their perception of our industry and what they would do or want to do if they were to get into it. And, and, and yes, ideas from outside looking in are always great. But as much as you think you know what something is or what a good idea looks like, it does not matter until you actually step into it with both feet, jump up and down a little bit, and then you might even just get a sniff, a little bit of a whiff of what that is actually going to be and how it's going to interact. Until then, your guess is as good as mine. All right, so for all of my music friends out here, I'm going to go recommendation style again. I'm going to tie this a little bit to what we were talking about. Uh, for all of those that don't know, before I uh, got involved with Grow, I was doing a show called Fearlessly Questioning, and I talked with a guy from a band that I really liked uh, back in college, and they put out one of what I think one of the most forward 
albums, one of the albums that was most ahead of its time that I had heard in a while. That band was called The Postman Syndrome. And they released an album in 2002 that you could probably listen to right now in 2016 and not even really be able to tell the difference. And that's kind of what we're talking about here with Carlette and everything like that, of, of understanding what's coming and how to be slightly ahead of it. But how far is too far ahead as, again, you know, I was, I was able to interview this guy on the show. I think he was fearlessly questioning being ahead of your time, actually, yes. Um, so if you want to check that show out, you can just search for that. Um, fearlessly questioning being ahead of your time should pop up on YouTube. Uh, or if you want to check out The Postman Syndrome, you can do that as well. The album is called Terraforming. And bonus points, anybody who wants to send me an email that actually knows what terraforming is, uh, I'd be interested to know. joyagirlprogram.com. And that would be a lot of fun. But I thought it's been a while since I've tossed out a good musical recommendation. And uh, if you want to check it out, feel free. And uh, and if you are interested in more, then they have a, a very long history of different bands that they have come to be and still continue to be ahead of their time. But uh, I just thought it'd be fun. So again, bonus points. Uh, the first person that emails me that knows what terraforming is, maybe we'll hop on the phone and, and do a 30-minute uh, strategy session or something. Joey at girlprogram.com. That sounds fun. Why not? It's the holidays, and uh, that seems like a fun thing to do. Joey at girlprogram.com. See ya. <laughs>